0: This episode is brought to you by Huggy's Little Movers. Listen. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. Huggies has more curves and outstanding active fit. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby.
1: Hey there, it's Jonas Knox. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, Car and Drivers Into Cars, a production of Car and Driver and High Heart Media's Ruby Studio, hosted by Eddie Alterman and Tony Quiroga. Into Cars is the ultimate podcast for car lovers. Whether you're in the market for a new set of wheels or just love the sound of a V8, Car and Drivers panel of editors, test drive and review, today's hottest new rides with zero filter. Car and Drivers Into Cars is brought to you by eBay Motors. All the parts you need at the prices you want guaranteed to fit your ride every time visit ebaymotors.com for more eligible items only exclusions apply listen to car and drivers into cars available wherever you get your podcasts
0: check engine light on take the guesswork out of your check engine light with o'reilly veriscan It's free and provides a report with solutions based on over 650 million vehicle scans verified by ASE certified master technicians. And if you need help, we can recommend a shop for you. Ask for O'Reilly Veriscan today.
2: O, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Stacked and jacked. What? Dublin Kaufman High, baby. Hey, how about that guy who sent over the picture of the banners? Go Rocks. Dublin Kaufman High on, on Twitter. Guy sent over some pictures of some Dublin Kaufman High School banners. I saw that. Yeah. 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 How about that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about, about making that? some waves. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here trying to promote my alma mater, the Rocks, the Shamrock. Short for Shamrocks, by the way, Lamar. I don't know if you knew that or okay. not. But again, yeah. just talking Dublin Kaufman High stuff
3: here. It is. Did you uh, get Shamrock uh, milkshakes back in the day? Did you like them? Is that- oh, the McDonald's ones. Yeah. Did you like them? No. I never, I got never really had them. I don't think so. I, I had them growing up. Not enough. I not, liked them. Not enough protein in them for me. Oh, more man. of a Wendy's guy. You oh, know, okay. more Frosty. More, more Frosty. Guy. Guy. That's a great point. <laughs> did they have vanilla Frosties or just at one point they had? Do they have vanilla Frosties? I think so.
0: They had different flavors, for sure, at one point. Did they? Yeah.
3: Huh. yeah. I mean, listen, if you're talking to the face of Wendy's,
1: Brady Quinn, I mean, why wouldn't he know? That is Plus true. face of Wendy. I, yeah. I,
0: I'm not going to lie to you. I actually, where I work doing uh, studio stuff for, for CBS, I drove by Wendy's yesterday. I looked, and our like little picture was out there on the window. I was like, huh. So you never noticed oh, that before. Isn't that kind of cool? Well, it, it was cool until like last night I took took my, my girls to this um Polar Express. It's like this this book, obviously, and they made like a real life experience out of it. And uh, there was the only thing that was open that was near it was like Chick fil A, so I took the girls there to get some food before, because obviously they, they wouldn't have lasted through that whole thing. And um, then Chick-fil-A, people kind of recognized, and so we were taking some photos and I was like, well, I was like, this is going to look bad if I'm sitting <laughs> at a Chick-fil-A like in direct competition with Wendy's, but there wasn't really a Wendy's close.
1: Yeah, so. what are you supposed to do? I mean, kids uh, are hungry. Yeah, takes, exactly. uh, take precedent. Um, Alright, it is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we are coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire should be. All right, so we've got a couple of... uh, And they're kind of one in the same. L.A., for our friends listening on the blowtorch, AM570 L.A. Sports uh, and those around the country, the Baker Mayfield phenomenon in L.A. apparently is going to continue. So we're looking at Baker Mayfield, who's going to be getting the start on Monday Night Football for the L.A. Rams against the Green Bay Packers. He's in line to get the start there. I don't know why the hell he wouldn't get the start if he played the way that he played last Thursday. But... Here we go, part two of Baker Mayfield. If, if there's an opportunity for him to be there long-term, and and depending on how he plays this year, and who knows with Matt Stafford, but I, I guess the plan is maybe he comes back next year. I, that's the way it looks right now, but who the hell knows. But if you're Baker Mayfield, isn't L.A. and the Rams, where he's at in his career right now, kind of the perfect spot for him at this point as far as to continue on?
0: Is he the perfect quarterback for Sean McVay? Yes. And more in the sense of if if you're looking at how frustrating the season has had to have been for Sean McVay, seeing his excitement, seeing just, I mean, almost like the relief uh, at the end of the game for McVay after, you know, they won a Super Bowl. But, you know, one of the things, and and Coach Meyer always says this is, you know, whenever you want to, A national championship he said you know people would always come up to him and say you know what the worst thing about winning a national championship is well now that's the expectation everyone else has on you you know everyone expects you to win another one and that's i'm sure the expectation for rams fans and for some of the nfl community because they ran it back they brought back aaron donald you know and and some of the other pieces they had and none of it's gone to plan but now you've got baker mayfield who's maybe this like light at the end of the tunnel where I don't know what's going to happen with Matt Stafford when he wants to choose to decide to retire, but you've got a guy now that's waiting in the wings to revamp his career, and he's highly motivated, and he's energetic, and he's head-butting dudes without a helmet on, and that might play into a little bit of McVay and saying, all right, like, like, let's build this back up with Baker. and maybe a different challenge, too, where Stafford won a Super Bowl with the Rams, and, and you know he always felt like he had something to prove and he was good enough to be able to do it, and he did it. And now you got Baker Mayfield who's trying to resurrect his career, and maybe Sean McVay plays into that and says, you know what, I- I'm going to make this guy into something that maybe some other teams you know, don- didn't think about him, but I- maybe I can make him a Super Bowl winning quarterback too.
3: I would first start off by saying to your question, is this the perfect landing spot for Baker Mayfield? I think any spot that he would have got an opportunity to continue his career would have been the perfect space, perfect place. Because of just how difficult it is to not only be in the league, but even be in a position where you can start. I mean, we saw he didn't come in well, I guess he did come in as a starter in, in Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. But that didn't last long. No. And, and and so of course it's the perfect place because it's a place that gave him an opportunity in in his third team as in, in, in as many years. Like he's he's only been he's been to three teams in in two years time. So, I, I mean, for me, to have the opportunity to do it in such a great market, he's off to a good start. But it's, it's, for me, it's no different than some of these other quarterbacks that were starting when the starting quarterback was out in the sense that this guy has to be able to produce and produce longer more than just one or two games. I think we got to get a larger sample size of what Baker is going to do as a LA Ram. I think before we get too deep off into the conversation of what this team will do in terms of moving forward with with Baker Mayfield. You know, is this a c- scenario where you're building the team around him? Is it a scenario where you can go back in the right direction with him? You know. I, I mean, would you? Would any of us be confident saying that's a definitive yes today? I, I don't. I don't think I would be. So I, I think that he still has a ton to prove in terms of if he's that guy for McVay and for the Rams to to build around moving moving forward. So
0: I mean, obviously, can, can, I, can I ask this? Yeah, just to get out, not to get off on a tangent on it. If McVay took Mayfield to a Super Bowl, how, how many coaches have been to a Super Bowl with three different quarterbacks?
3: Uh Joe Gibbs, right? Yeah, Joe Gibbs did it. Yeah. And one
0: anyone besides yeah. Joe Gibbs?
1: <sighs> I don't think so. Parcells I mean, did it with two. Or no, Parcells did it with three because he took um obviously Ha Phil, Phil, Phil Sims, Sims Hostetler, and then uh, and... Drew Bledsoe with New England. Um, but yeah, it's rarefied air. Like it's not we're we're not talking about a lot of guys, maybe two or three at most. Not Belichick. I mean, yeah.
0: I, th- I think the only thing that like stands in your way a little bit is it's not like these guys aren't talented, right? I mean, Goff, Mayfield were taken number one overall. Stafford was two. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it, it, it's maybe a little different when you yeah, compare it to Joe Gibbs and Bill, Bill Parcells. Stuff, <laughs> Didn't think about that part. Yeah, it's like, well, these guys are kind of expected to be pretty talented. So You
1: remember when we were talking about how the Jets, when Mike White played like he did the first game, yeah. and and just sort of the reactions and how excited everybody looked on the field, and then they're wearing his T-shirts afterwards. And it was like, well, you don't recall them acting that way or or looking that way when Zach Wilson was out there. To your point, it did look like a much different Sean McVay than we've seen all season long. And I'm not saying that's an indictment on Stafford as a quarterback, but maybe McVay was just really worn out by the whole situation. Stafford hasn't been healthy at all this year. I mean, going back to the offseason with that weird elbow injury and whatever the hell that was. And it did look like all of a sudden there was a fire again. And he was excited. Players were excited. It did add a little bit of juice there. And I don't think you can deny that just watching the reactions of him and, and the rest of those players on that team. It seemed like it, it added a little spark there. So who knows? Maybe. And by the way, here's the other, other part of this conversation. Apparently, the NFL Network has, uh, is reporting that Sean Payton – Who's the big name out there in the coaching world as far as somebody who wants to get back on the sidelines eventually? That his preference would be to coach one of the LA teams. So that would be either the Chargers or the Rams. So if McVeigh were to step aside, he would be interested if Brandon Staley gets fired. Uh, you know, he, uh, obviously Sean Payton would be interested in that gig. And then NOLA.com is also saying that the Saints are still an option. So apparently Sean Payton's name is being floated out there. I don't know who's getting a hold of this information, if this is Payton himself. But if, you know, if Sean McVeigh doesn't see enough in whatever he's got going on there in LLT, la then sean payton would be open to the idea of coaching that rams team so who knows maybe we're talking about sean payton and baker mayfield next year and not sean McVay. but seems like these reports are coming out pretty hot and heavy over the past couple of weeks purely coincidental correct like nobody's getting to the media and leaking this stuff purely coincidental
0: well i mean it didn't (laughs) didn't sean payton publicly say the teams he'd look at
1: i don't think he said both la teams specifically Oh, I I thought
0: he had mentioned that.
1: Yeah, who knows? It, I mean,
0: isn't isn't that kind of uh, like a no no in the coaching community? If, if you're saying what what jobs you would take when you're in need of a job, even though those jobs aren't open,
1: yeah, seems like I, it.
0: I, I mean, it'd tick me off, right? I mean, even though I think ultimately everyone's probably thinking that they want those jobs. Like if Brandon Staley was on the hot seat. And there's an inclination that that job may be coming open. You probably want to make it known publicly if you're a great head football coach that you want that job. Although I don't know that you need to make it known publicly, do you? Or is that more of a move to get social media, get you know the the, the public to put pressure on the organization to explore that? Right?
1: Maybe you just want some attention. There could be that well, as well too. Well, uh, and and also if if you're Brandon Staley, that, you know. If they make the playoffs and say they make the playoffs and lose in the first round and depending on who they match up with. And look, if the Chargers are the seven seed and Casey's the two, I mean, they play them well every time Yes, and and they've got wins over them. But say you, you get to the to the first round of the postseason and you lose in the first round. Does Brandon Staley deserve to be fired? Because it feels like he's got to do something he, extra special in order to to keep his job there. The way the way some it, of the stuff is going,
0: it's crazy too. He's, he's he'd leave in that case with a winning record as a head coach, and yeah. and I guess you just say, well, what they didn't they didn't maximize their opportunity. I mean, they were nine and eight last year, obviously and ended up you know, losing in, in – or they didn't make the playoffs. No. It was just the Chargers and the Chiefs. But they were 9-8 and eight last year. Assuming they would make the playoffs. Now they have to have a winning record. They're not getting in at 8-9. and nine. Um, And so you're, you're assuming that at a minimum they make it at 9-8, and eight, even though I haven't done the math. I don't know if that's the correct calculation. But I, I think there's a chance they get to 9, maybe 10 wins. Then at that point you'd be saying, okay, you're moving on from the guy after making progress from the year before. And even though you lose in the playoffs, I mean, this team has been decimated with injuries on defense in particular. Offensively, they're getting healthier. But still, they've been bitten all year. And he's making progress. and You just cut bait? I, I don't know. That, that'd be, that'd be tough, uh, tough for me to see, uh, especially because, again, I, I think I'm higher on him than other people. You know, mm. I think he, the, the way he plays and the aggressiveness on fourth down – I know some people call it stupid because it hasn't worked out. There will be some times when it does work out. And that's all that you're going to end up remembering, you know, not the other times, I think, if he coaches long enough and and is able to be there long enough. But it's kind of weird to think. They'd fire him with a losing record or a winning record.
1: Here's the uh,
3: record down the stretch for the Chargers. Titans at home this weekend. Feel confident in that? I mean, I'm not – like the Titans haven't been – they're up against it. Their backs are up against the wall. Yeah. So the Titans at home, and then the Chargers are at the Colts
1: the uh, following week. Uh, they should be okay there. Yeah, and then they got the Rams at home. They should be okay and obviously there. at home. Uh, and then they've got uh, – they're at Denver, final game of the they season. They should
3: be okay there.
1: So we, we could be looking at a 10- or 11-win team, potentially loses in the first round of the playoffs, and the fact should, that the conversation would even be about this guy losing his job is kind of wild.
0: Can, can I ask this too? I mean – if you look at the two years prior, like they were a bad football team, yeah. right? Yes, I mean they were five and eleven. I think seven nine. Let's yeah. say it's not like he hasn't kind of helped turn that around, right? Where we look at them as a playoff team, which you know again this year it looks like they're trending that way. If the playoffs started today, they would be. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe maybe you look at Justin Herbert after you won Offensive Rookie of the Year, you go, "Well, why isn't you know why don't they win more games? Like a two win improvement." Over being seven nine the year before Herbert's rookie year, it's more significant than people think. And if they get to ten wins and they get the playoffs, like it, it, these are strides that I think you'd have to say playing in that division against the Kansas City Chiefs or yeah. like the perennial like guard, you know guardians of the AFC at this point, like yeah, that's that's pretty darn good.
1: It's two pros and a cup of joe here. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox of the year. And fellas, it's time to stop treating your groins like junk. Introducing the Gillette Intimate pubic hair trimmer. It's a gentle and easy shave from America's number one trusted men's grooming brand. Show your pubic regions some respect with Gillette Intimate. The best a man can get. All right, so coming up next here from the tire Rack.com studios, the old P. Petros Papadakis, it is a Wednesday tradition unlike any other. He joins you right here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen.
0: Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. Huggies has more curves and outstanding active fit. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby.
1: Hey, it's Jonas Knox, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Come on, you know it. Oh, oh, oh O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. Don't ignore your check engine light. Ask for O'Reilly Veriscan today, a free diagnostic service exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com 2Pros. two pros and a cup of joe here on fsr by the way coming up in about 20 minutes from now it's the bq news always a a good time here on a wednesday so stick around for that here right now though we turn it over to petros papadakis he's the co-host of the petros and money show and where can you hear that show brady quinn the Boat Torch, AM five seventy LA Sports. He's also a Fox college football analyst. You can get him on Twitter at the old P. Good morning, Petros. Good morning.
4: Hello, hello everybody. Hello, hello. Hey, 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 P. Good morning to everybody. Yeah. Hey, Petros, you got
1: any uh, fun Mike Leach stories to honor the yeah. late great coach? Ah, uh,
4: yeah, dude. That you know, it's tough. It's tough to. It's tough when reality slaps you in the face and. I mean, people die all the time, right? But it's just when somebody that unique and somebody that that is that willing to engage with everybody goes, it's jarring. And especially, when, you know, you don't – when you think along the terms of college football, you, you think like, well, no, I mean, they have a bowl game. You can't – you know, it's just – it's it's really, really – it's just a, a a really hard thing to process that he's gone because there was something very interesting with him. When you would look into his eyes, there was this real, you know, most people, you talk to them, you try to make them laugh a little bit and find an opportunity to walk away, right? Or most people, when you're talking to them or, or they're talking to you, you're kind of thinking of something or worrying about what's next or going to check your phone in five seconds or something like that. And and Leach was the type of person where when he was talking to you, you felt like he was all the way there, like 100% in, regardless of who you were, regardless of what you were talking about, the look in his eye when you were speaking and when he was speaking to you and asking you questions was one of genuine and real interest and it made you feel good about yourself. I mean, it makes you feel good when somebody's asking you questions that is just somebody at a Christmas party, let alone a very famous and innovative college football coach that everybody's into. So it was just really it was really an interesting thing because most everybody you talk to, especially in our business, especially when you're a media person talking to a football coach, you feel like this guy's just waiting to get to the next thing. He's got a special teams meeting in five minutes. And Mike Leach really had no concept of time <laughs> uh, it, it, for better or for worse in football and in life. And it made for one of the most interesting men that I've ever been around in, in our work. And it's very sad, obviously for his family and his players and all the people that he touched over the years because it doesn't matter. Coaches that are so opposite from him that you would think would be absolutely abhorred by the style of football that he coached loved him and were enamored with him and wanted to be around him. So it says a lot. But, yeah, I have stories, but they're very similar to everybody else's. You know, there's just no concept of time. very much engaged with every question that he could be asking you or you could be asking him. And really, when you look at the coaching tree, that really Bob Stoops started in in the turn of the century when he took over Oklahoma. And that was before you could flip your whole team from transferring. With Bob Stoops, when we were all in college, or Brady was in high school with his neck roll, Bob, Bob Stoops... When he took over Oklahoma, and they were one of those blue-blood, struggling football teams that we've seen over the years that needed a sea change, and you couldn't go to the portal, so he just moved half his defensive players to offense and half the offensive guys to defense, and they had Leach, and it was just a really wild thing that happened in Oklahoma back then. Somebody should make a documentary about it because of all the coaches that have come through it and all the success. and the Heismans and all that stuff that followed.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you. I mean, obviously everyone's got their story and their time they spent with Coach Leach, uh, which we talked about a little bit earlier. But uh, what about his impact on, on, like, the game? Like, I I talked about earlier, like, my first, uh, I I guess, time experiencing that was going to a Kentucky, you know, game where Tim Couch was the starter, right? Hal Mummy was the head coach. Mike Leach was calling plays. And I remember watching it going, I'm, I'm a quarterback from Ohio with a neck roll running the midline option, the wing T." It's like this was like a whole new world. And, and looking at that well, You scene, were like I'm an oh, angel that went to it? hell. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, I'm, curious to, I'm curious to get your impression of just his impact on the game because I, I do feel like, look, 60-some percent of snaps in the NFL now are from shotgun. You know, it's like, it's like a lot of probably what he did
4: – And push people to do is help kind of guide us in this direction, has it not? No, you're absolutely right. And the way people think of it is not the way they should think of it. Because an air raid is just a word or a term for making you defend the entire football field. Sideline to sideline and vertically. And you do that by involving all five skill positions at any time on any given play in any place on the field. So it really doesn't have as much to do with throwing the football. I mean, Leach loved to throw it, and he did not run it very much. But the philosophy behind it was just as simple as what I just said. Make them defend all the quadrants of the field. Involve all five skill positions, regardless of which guy it is or where he is. They they have the defense has to feel like any of those guys at any part of the field can touch the ball at any time, and they have to open up their hips and run. So everybody's air raid, like Cliff Kingsbury when he was at Texas Tech's air raid, was always a little different. It had something on the backside usually a little bit, right? Like a screen or some kind of action on the other side. Leach was just, the quarterback is going to be exploded and he has got to drop back and distribute and go, 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 go. And they might win a game where they were down by 30 in the fourth quarter. They might lose a game that they were down by 30 in the fourth quarter. It was always kind of a really exciting thing. I, I don't... I mean, Dana Holgerson's was a little bit different. He When he was at West Virginia, he started involving a fullback and a tight end because he had to take those guys because they were all state players in West Virginia, and those people would have been pissed if he didn't. I mean, you just go down the line. I mean, Sonny Dykes obviously does it differently. He comes from that. I mean, you have Josh Heupel at Tennessee. He's a leech guy. And it's interesting because we talk about this too, there isn't a lot of places where he could have worked, right? Because he was going to show up late for stuff. He was going to be dressed in sweats when everybody else was in a full tux. <laughs> he was, you know, you tell him to <laughs> talk for five minutes and he would talk for 40. And that, would that have worked at Tennessee? It would have been interesting to find out. Would that have worked at, UCLA or all these other places that were rumored to be interested in him over the years. They had that weird circus-like hiring at Tennessee that torpedoed his career there or potential one there. But he really only existed in the Power Five, in the furthest outposts of the Power Five. Washington State, Pullman. Texas Tech Lubbock and Stark Vegas. So it would have been interesting if the fates allowed him to have a little bit more of a resourced football program in the Power 5, although he had great success.
3: Mm. I, I'm going to stay with and, and shots out in respect to to the coach. I'm I'm going to change gears on you and and go to the Heisman winner. Um what what do you think Caleb winning Caleb Williams winning the Heisman does for USC football and 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 just how does that parlay into the conversation of you know obviously them departing for the Big Ten I mean does it does it impact the conversation any further does it make it a bigger conversation now that you have you know a prestigious award that comes to you know one of the most prestigious story teams you know and impact history
4: well, we talk about this from time to time. You know, it's really hard to win the Heisman unless you're a USC football player on the West Coast. Mariota, Jim Plunkett, Gary Beben, Terry Baker, and I think that's it. <laughs> I mean, you, you unless you're a USC football player, the award just doesn't lean to the West and just ask the Stanford guys or Marshall Falk I guess you can make an argument for Rashawn Salam, but he was at Colorado in the Big 12 at the time, mm-hmm. although he's a San Diego running back. And then uh, Ty Detmer. But it's hard on the West Coast to win the Heisman. So when USC has a guy win the Heisman, it's great for the whole West Coast, to be honest. And I think it gives him a recruiting edge. It's interesting because Caleb Williams is not going to play ever in the Big Ten, (laughs) which is, unless there's some kind of injury and he comes back, but so it will be a future thing for as far as who the quarterback is when they do move. But I think overall, LeVar, it's just overwhelmingly positive. The guy brought his offensive line. He gave a good speech. He handled himself pretty well out there, I thought, and as much of a kind of outsider as he might feel like now to USC fans, because you know, he didn't go to modern day or something. He's the first guy ever to do it from the DMV to win the Heisman. He is uh he went to that Gonzaga high school yeah. where uh, a lot of different interesting people have gone. It's the oldest school in that federal area. So it was, established in 1821. So and on a football team if you went to spring football, if you went to camp, if you were there leading summer and you went through the whole season, you're you're one of them. So he's widely accepted and it's going to be another year that he's here and have more time to kind of endear himself to the area. So for me, I thought it was, uh, was a great thing that he was able to pull it out. You know, it was a little bit of a weird year where some guys fell off at the end, and the award is kind of skewed as far as how it's given out, but it's very prestigious, and it's a big deal, and it gives you a lot of recruiting, uh, I guess, clout. Mm. But Lincoln had that already with the guys he had at Oklahoma as well. But just to show that he could do it at, at, on the West Coast too – I think is is impactful.
1: Petrus, we got just a couple of minutes left, but this is really important I had to ask you here. Um, If you were going to paint F blank on your fingernails, who would you paint F you to on your fingernails?
4: That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I used to always want one of those pictures of Calvin peeing on La Migra, the immigration. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs>
3: uh, he'd be coming up with some stuff. Boy.
4: That's not, you can't paint that on your fingernail. You know? <laughs> but you remember those back in the day, if you drove a Ford, it would be him peeing, oh, peeing on the on Chevy. Chevy or peeing <laughs> on. Yeah. yeah, Calvin was either peeing or praying. It was,
2: <laughs> but,
4: uh, oh, that's a, such a great question. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, Jonas here for,
1: anybody in sports media, you would, you know, that, I mean, anybody out there that just, I mean, who would? Mind?
0: Who'd you call out the one time you were on with us? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Which one time? Uh, You went after someone. It was a wife. Oh, was it Rich Eisen? Oh, it was Rich Eisen.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know,
4: like, there's nobody I don't like. You know, I mean, I hated my opponent in football. But. I hated people that tried to tackle me. I didn't want to be touched. You know, all of us You don't want to be things. touched now. I no, try to give you doesn't. a hug, and you're not very welcome. No, I, I, that's not true. I, I'm a <laughs> huggy guy. Touchy-feely guy. I'd touch you, Brady. But, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. You got the touch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anybody I hate that much to paint their name on my fingers. Mm. Like, like, uh. Like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear, Vengeance is Mine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't. (sighs) Plus, you know, it's got to be a short amount of of letters.
3: It's got to be short. Because, you know, it's got to fit on
0: your fingers. You could use their their initials, yeah. Like we use PW for
3: Jonas instead of just JKS. And I just learned what PW meant today. Yeah. 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 Uh, PW. Uh, Do you know what it means? Uh, by, the, by the way,
1: P W. No, it rhymes. wow? No, rhymes with uh, um, thud lacquer Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a derogatory. Term. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very yeah. derogatory
4: you do a lot of that M- much <laughs> slacker you know? well it depends uh, <laughs> you never know it depends you know you'd think you'd slow down in your older age do you know, <laughs> a lot of that <laughs> but you don't you really don't
1: you don't at all uh, Petros uh, we appreciate it man good stuff on Coach Leach and if you think of anybody you want to write FU to on your fingernails just let us just know put
3: on your Twitter and tag us yeah, we're what good at that now? I could mean, be anybody LeBron, no. Stafford's wife, no.
4: I don't like Meghan Markle. Markle, <laughs> mm. why do you like Meghan Markle?
3: Because oh, I don't. <laughs> Would you put her on your fingers? Whoa. Oh, hey, whoa,
4: whoa, oh, whoa, uh, That's not what I meant. That yeah. is not what I meant. I mean, what, hold on.
3: What,
0: what, what has Meghan Markle <laughs> done to you? Very strong. <laughs> I used
4: to know her. She used to be we married. married. <laughs> she used to be married to somebody I know. Oh, no. Wait, Wait, what? I used to watch her operate. It was pretty interesting. I thought she... Hold on for a second. Like, the... the the.
0: Okay. I, no, just, I don't know the prince. She was to... married before that. I know, but the whole story was I thought she was an actress and kind of, you know... You know
1: what Petros I, I know who I know who it would be Jeff Goldblum
4: No I don't have anything against Goldblum it's not like I wanted to marry big. Arnold I wanted
3: Catherine. to know more about Markle, though. Yeah, you. Why yeah, are you but, side-tracking no, I just didn't like for? her. I didn't
4: like her then, and I'm that, now I see how Who divisive is she, she is. Who was she married to?
3: Who was she married to? You saw how she operated. Some guy I knew. She 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 got S- to the okay.
0: kingdom. Someone someone had told me that well, she was an actress and all that. She was before that, obviously. She was on the uh, what was the suitcase thing with Howie Mandel? Oh, that oh show?
3: yeah yeah yeah. Well, she Spader was one of the, the girls deal. on that. Yeah.
0: and then she apparently was pretty targeted at how she went about. Hanging out with rich guys and dating rich guys was my understanding.
3: I mean, mm. isn't that common? Yeah. Well,
0: it, it almost especially ventured out here. Before, it almost ventured into the uh, another another. Oh, term. oh. Oh God! Lot of mercy. Lot
3: of mercy. <laughs> Is there ah, anything to that Petrus?
4: Boy. <laughs> well, I don't know if she's a toot. <laughs>
3: oh wow. <laughs> Oh that's, wow! That's
4: my the, my favorite term for hooker. One time I was at the <laughs> I was at the uh, I was at the All Star game, oh, toot, and I was with the immortal David Vassay, <laughs> baseball reporter extraordinaire. And I'm sitting in the lobby. Always friendly
1: of, on the air, by the way. Fa- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: Not to you. Uh, I was sitting in the – I think you just get collateral damage there, Joe. Of course. I was sitting in the uh, the lobby or the bar of one of the bougie hotels that was connected with the All-Star game, and there's all kinds of baseball types there, older people, managers, scout, you know, types. And Dave's looking around. He goes, you know what those girls are? <laughs> I, said, I said, what? She's a toot. A toot. A what? <laughs> a
3: toot. <laughs> a prostitute. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh,
4: <laughs> no, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear those rumors, Brady. Jeez.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: I took a deep
0: dive one time while Jonas was talking about the situation there. So, hey, that's what I do. I try to take these deep dives into the dark spots of the web whoa. and try to figure all this
4: stuff out. Oh, you don't have man. to put
3: on the red light. You don't have to put on the red uh, lights. Petros, uh, you don't
4: have to sell your body to the night. <laughs> Get him on,
1: on Twitter at the old D. Petros will do it again next week. <laughs> I did pull out. <laughs> Whoa. Take care, Pac-Man. Oh, I pulled out way early Whoa. <laughs> Kingpin, what a reference! It is uh, what two, two
4: pros and a cup of Joe here. At Fox learned, what Sports do you say Radio? about <laughs> this latest paternity suit? Oh, that's total BS. I pulled out way early on that. <laughs> I heard he ad libbed that whole role. Is that true? He had to. Yeah. How many that's years so has much- it been? About one for every topic here on this potato book. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, oh. <laughs> oh it's um, a
1: classic all right we'll do it again next week petros we appreciate thank it thank you sir oh, there he is the great petros Papadakis. uh all right it's so coming up next we've got the bq news it's yours right here from the tire studios
2: be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific
3: T.J. Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Two pros
1: and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, If you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We'll be back on the air coming up here 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific here on a Thursday. And before we get to the BQ news, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or we could talk about how at Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazingly learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms apply yeah, news. yeah.
2: Turn on the news let's go to the news desk what's the good news here's brady quinn yay well
0: let's get the holiday spirit and we'll start by starting in the great state of florida for our first news story uh, a 57 year old man is uh, charged with attempted murder after stabbing another man over a bottle of cologne now unfortunately the article it does not say what fragrance it was oh, man yeah, it's unfortunate, but using a metal pole and a knife uh, this gentleman attacked another victim here's the crazy part uh, this particular individual he's already served a combined 30 years in prison and was time. recently released in May hmm. I, mean, I, I can't imagine I guess at that point he spent so much time he, he's just very particular about his fragrances:
1: yeah like well if we had to guess. Like, what, what is worth this crime? Like, what's worth a stabbing?
0: I, I don't know. Mambo? Here's the crazy... Well, Mambo's what you wear. That's, yeah. that's your fragrance That's for
3: style. sure. Yeah,
0: Lavar, what do, what do you wear? What's your uh, cologne? I'll choice? never disclose. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Stay mysterious,
3: my yeah. friend. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. and I, I won't like tell you movie. mine either. Yeah. Well, you already it's, did. It's oh,
0: Mambo. Well, we were oh, talked well, about it. Yeah.
1: I'm not confirming yeah. That. Yeah. that. It's all good. No. Don't worry about it. All right.
0: Uh Moving on, there's a... Social media star. He, he teaches you how to make a uh, a pizza out of your hotel bathroom. Really? And, uh, he, yeah. It's it's a, it's a weird deal. Uh, he even teaches you how to overcome Whoa. the uh, bathroom taste, as he says. What? But he makes it on the counter of his hotel bathroom, a pizza. Uh,
1: but like, how does he cook it?
0: He uses, he, put, he has a pan, but he uses a hair dryer. He puts on hot. It oh, literally melts God. the cheese
1: over top of the pan. Disgusting.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's nasty.
1: <laughs> it's like uh, those hair dryers are pretty uh, close to scalps, and not everybody's well, scalp is clean. The most distasteful thing is the fact there's
0: a toilet in every single video. You can just see <laughs> it visible right there.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, wait, like, that's the only way you could ruin pizza. Just have uh, it right uh, next to the... Is that's the only w- way? Yeah. There's other
3: ways. Yeah. Lee showed us yesterday.
2: Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Huggy's Little Movers. Listen... Huggies
0: knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. Huggies has more curves and outstanding active fit. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby.